0: If you look at monstrous stats against the Dragons at the weekend, the one thing that really jumped
1: out at me is 241 passes. The Red 78 with Alan Quinlan and Neil Briggs. Subscribe to the rugby channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now.
0: OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.
1: I'm delighted to say that I'm joined now by Jess McFadyen from motorsport.com. Hello, Jess. It's nice to talk to you. Hi, good morning. Yeah, great to be here. Good morning. Are you excited for the season ahead? Yes, it's a weird feeling.
0: It's been like the shortest off-season ever. So between last season and this season has been a really short amount of time. And obviously we've had so much going on in the world of F1 in that time. It almost feels a bit like whiplash that we're we're going back racing already um mm-hmm. but it's all new this season so there's so much to unpack even just from the few days that we've had uh, at bahrain already um, we've not even had any proper on-track action yet so it's uh yeah it's uh, it's a good start to 2022.
1: And do you feel a different buzz this year? I think uh, Formula One has gone on to a different height after last year. Obviously, the, the title race was something else. Whether you were a Team Lewis or, or a Team Max, it was just sensational from the, from the start to the end, the whole season really. Is there a different buzz around it now?
0: yeah i think there are still some uh still some headaches that are rolling on from from last season but mm-hmm. as you said the fact that it was so competitive up until the very last corner of the very last lap um this season has got a lot to live up to and we're we're about to enter a brand new era of formula one so not only do we have the precedent of last year we've now got brand new looking cars um we've got people in different teams this year it's it's there's a lot going on even the race weekend format this year has changed so today I'm still getting my head around it it's it's all it's all been a bit different and a bit (laughs) topsy-turvy so today is a is a brand new format so all the media sessions are happening this morning Mm -hmm. and then this afternoon we get we get a first look at the the cars on track and and hopefully seeing their real potential because we've had two two uh, pre-season tests where we've seen the cars get shaked down and and kind of see, maybe we can guess what the pecking order is. But this afternoon, we should really get a sense of who might be on the ball and who's, who's not.
1: Yeah, there's a lot going on and some new rules as well thrown in there, and we're gonna to get to chatting all about that as well. But something I thought was interesting as well during the week, uh, just with the press conferences, I heard Lewis just speaking about how you learn so much more from obviously what happened to him uh, coming in second place, that you learn and you grow. Do you think that he's sort of thriving on all of this now and that he likes it? There's this bit of competition for him?
0: I think he's been genuinely asking for a worthy competitor for quite a few mm-hmm. seasons now. I think the last time he was challenged as much as as uh, Max Verstappen challenged him last season was when we had Nico Rosberg uh, as his teammates. So there has been a bit of a period of, you know, he's had some great run-ins, you know, the 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 competition between him and Sebastian Vettel when Vettel was in mm-hmm. Ferrari in kind of 2018 that was a really close show in but you know this was the this was you know, we, Lewis Hamilton had to dig deep and find that extra uh that extra edge that we know he's got but maybe has been a bit sleepy uh for the past few seasons so and i think the the mercedes team ethos is very much you learn more from your failures than you do from your successes, mm-hmm. which for an eight-time constructors' title-winning team, maybe easier easier to say than actually live through. But I do really believe that their their team ethos is very much surrounded by that 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 you can rise from your defeats, um, mm-hmm. but you don't learn much in success. So they're they're quite um, they're quite humble like that, even if they have basically beaten almost every F1 record going so uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that pans out because Mercedes do look like they're slightly on the back foot already um, so it's going to be how they how they manage that and, and mm-hmm. whether they can
1: be competitive and, and bring another title race to to max and with Mercedes we see the new pairing which is really interesting um, But as he was such a good teammate I think that was something that he did so well like he sacrificed a lot of times for Lewis
0: He was Lewis Hamilton's dream teammate. Mm. Um, Didn't really challenge him too much, but still did enough to mean that they brought home the Constructors Championship. So it is going to be a weird dynamic because George Russell has been wanting this shot for, well, ever since he entered into Formula One. So Mm -hmm. he had three seasons now. This is his fourth season. And uh, he desperately wants to be challenging for world titles he's an extremely successful driver in the junior categories pretty much won everything going Um, and he's he entered into formula one in a back market team so he's got a point to prove and it's going to be interesting to see how that dynamic plays out between the very successful seven-time world champion and this this new driver in terms of uh, someone who could be winning world championships
1: Yeah, I think that's something everybody's going to have a close eye on. And then for Max Verstappen, then it's sort of fresh pressure to defend a title rather than having to chase one um, like he always has been.
0: Yeah, and interesting, um, Fernando Alonso, who himself is a a two-time world champion, Uh, came out and said that the pressure's off now he's won it (laughs) so uh, you know he doesn't really have a point to prove and Max has always been very um pragmatic about stuff like this he's Mm -hmm. in his mind whether or not this is true or not because Max doesn't often let you into his psyche and the way that he's thinking he's very guarded about that um he he's like well I've completed Formula One now so I'm just out here having fun. Whether or not that actually plays no out, if it, if it gets yeah, if like. it gets tight, I don't <laughs> think so. Um, but, you know, it's is, it is quite difficult to defend the world title. Mm. Um, you know, before the dominance of Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So it is going to be interesting, but that red ball does look like they've brought a very, very good package. So it could be that Max is a, a very happy boy this season. And how has testing gone for them? Yeah, testing is testing has been very, very interesting. Um, we've got a brand new era of cars, as we've said, so nobody really knows how uh, the cars are going to properly act out on track until we got mm-hmm. track running. Um, and there's been a lot of kind of cloak and dagger, especially at the at the top teams, uh, Red Bull. Came out on the final day of testing with a brand new side pod setup that obviously set us uh, with our cameras snapping, trying to well, guess well, what, uh, <laughs> what they were doing. Um, so, you know, they've kept their cards very close to their chests and mm-hmm. kind of only uh, left it to the last minute to see uh, the, the full package that they've been bringing, um, which has been really interesting. We've always had that in testing. No one really wants to show their hand until the first race weekend, mm-hmm. but there was a lot of that. I mean, we had Mercedes reveal their side podless car um which is a completely different interpretation of the rules which is i mean it gives us column inches to write about on the tech side (laughs) um which is brilliant um but yeah it does it from what we saw in terms of because what we're looking for testing is reliability so how many Mm. laps are they putting in are they breaking down are they having any issues red bulls had a pretty much clean running like not nothing they did they did they um, top the timesheets, they put in lots of laps so they were looking particularly strong whereas the likes of Mercedes we're kind of sat here going oh I think they've got maybe a bit of work to do to make that W13 drivable so uh yeah it's kind of been a uh, the the great thing is, is that from about fifth backwards, we have no idea. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, none. Uh, Everybody keeps asking us, you know, give us your top 10 in terms of team pecking order. And we can kind of all maybe semi agree on the top four. But then fifth to 10th, we're like, it's anybody's game, which is great. But we also want that at the top of the field. But it does look like we have more teams closer to the front
1: that could be Mm -hmm. in contention for race wins, which is great. And just in Formula One, like during the testing, is there mind games that goes on? Because obviously we're talking about Mercedes not really being up to scratch, but do they do this on purpose a little bit to hold back and not obviously show their full hand?
0: Yeah, so sandbagging, as we call it, is is definitely something that you see in, in testing. Mm-hmm. But from the conversations that people have had at track, um, from what we've heard from the team principals, I don't. I don't think that's the case at Mercedes. Okay, I, I, I more really to it. don't think. I think there's more to it. I think we've we've had things where they um they they physically sawed off parts of their front wing to try and increase airflow around the car. So they're doing things like taking tools to bits of bodywork and trying okay. to manipulate them. Um, so, and we've had McLaren had uh, brake problems. They couldn't cool down their brakes. So they were super quick, but they couldn't slow down the car. So, you know, we, we definitely have had storylines where I, I don't think anybody's holding back here. Mm-hmm. Now, we have had instances, uh, probably the most famous was in 2009 with Braun GP, where they turned up and they they p- purposefully went very slowly. Um, because they couldn't believe just how well they'd got their set up together Um, and they ended up absolutely dominating that season and and winning. It's one of the great stories of of Formula um, 1 Braun GP and and Jensen Button's title winning year but it's a
1: Looks like we just lost Jess there for a moment. I think it was coming and going for the last few minutes. It was touch and go. It's very interesting to hear that about the Formula 1 and I am, I'm no expert by any means, but uh, I would think that there is mind games that goes on because just like if you're going out, maybe in the league we could, a, an example for GA, that you don't show your full hand, that you try things out and you maybe give other players a chance and all of these things. And I'm sure with Formula One, they don't want to go out and show their, their, their best side, their best car, all of their attributes that, um, you know, they, they want to hold things back to be able to push on and uh, really to, to win and, and yeah, it's unbelievable but uh, Jess is something else she really has all the insight for us and we're going to be chatting as well just about the rule changes I think that's really a, a big talking point as well at the minute because last year obviously we've seen in the last lap what happened with the safety car and i think they've changed the wording of of that so we're going to be chatting away to just hear um, how that goes but uh yeah i don't know if we're going to be able to get jess back unfortunately Um, but yeah we'll definitely have um, another chat with her again soon because it's, it's really interesting to hear all about it
0: otb am with gillette get into
1: your flow with the new gillette Labs razor with exfoliating bar